Hey there, friends. Welcome to the CFC Leadership Podcast, where we focus on everything campus ministry, college ministry, and young adult ministry related. Whether you're already working in one of these ministry areas, thinking about starting a ministry, or you just have a burden for this age group, this podcast is meant just for you. I'm your host, Kyle Austin, and now it's time to join with us in today's conversation. On this episode of our CFC Leadership Podcast, we're going to talk about ways to reach or minister to the international students on college campuses. Now, this episode's for you, whether you already have a campus ministry established, whether you're a local church who has a college in your town and you're just trying to figure out ways to to reach into the campus community, or whether you're an individual and you would love to be able to interact and reach in uh, and be a blessing to the international students on our campuses. The truth is the mission field has come to America. I and mean, if you just sit back and think about what God is doing, God has brought the mission field to America and it's landed in the backyards of many of our local churches. I mean, you have students who are from closed, restricted uh, countries that are listed as hostile to missionary efforts. You have these countries selecting their nation's leaders, and they send them here for a year, for two, four, five years, whatever the case may be. And they're here, and there's no hindrances to us reaching them. So you say, how on earth could I begin to reach into uh, the campus? How on earth could I begin to interact with international students? Let me give you some thoughts here. Number one, many schools will have what they refer to as host families. Now, I say that it doesn't mean the student's going to come live with you. But this is a great way for you personally or even people in your church to get involved in reaching international students. So most schools will host or I'm sorry, most schools will partner, if you will, a person or family in the community with an international student. Now, this, like I said, does not mean they have to live with you. It means you may take them to the airport. You may pick them up from the airport. You may take them to Walmart once a week, once a month. Uh, You can really do as little or as much as you desire. But as believers, it's a great opportunity to be naturally connected with the international student. Uh, So what does it look like for someone to be a host family? Well, it means, yeah, you pick them up from the airport. You, of course, uh, you know, many times they don't have transportation. So taking them to a Walmart or grocery store periodically could be a great help trying to acclimate them, make sure they know where the hospital is, make sure they know you're uh, you're available in case there's any sickness. I mean, I know some of the, the campuses will have Uh, you know, a wellness center and so forth, but just letting them know what is around town, helping them to learn the culture, to adapt. Uh, As a believer, you go to church, so invite them to church services. Uh, Invite them to some family functions. Uh, I remember uh, one missionary friend of ours who was on the mission field many years, he said they would come back, young people would come to America to study. They would come back, and this was the one complaint they had. I never got to go into an American's home. I wanted to. I wanted to see the American family. I wanted to experience that while I was here in America. And he said so many of them came back and that was their one complaint. So why not have them at your home? This gives you a huge opportunity to build a relationship with a student and will allow you to to reach them, to begin to minister to them in various different ways. Um, as I said, the host can have as much or as little involvement in the student's life as they desire. You say, how could I find out about this? Well, most schools will have an office of international education. You can just simply contact them. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone, call them and just mention them. Hey, I was just curious to you. How, how does your host family uh, situation work? Some of them schools will call it specific things, but you should be able to get some information. And there may be a waiting list, there may not, there may be a need right there, or maybe your school doesn't do anything like this, 
but you can share with them because many other schools do. Hey, this is something other schools do. I was just curious if you did because I'd like to be involved. And it may get them thinking, wow, what is this? Maybe we need to offer this. So host families is a great way. I mean, just imagine if two families, if five families, if 20 families in a church would be a host to an international student. That would be two, five, 10, 20 international students possibly coming to church. You say, where would they be coming from? From all different countries from around the world. Think about that. Coming where to hear the gospel, coming where to be encouraged, to, to be ministered to, to be reached. I mean, what an opportunity. Then secondly, student hosts. So maybe you already have a college, a campus ministry established, or maybe you have someone that's in your church that is a student at the local college. So many of the schools will also do student hosts. So they'll have a family that's partnered, but they also will have a student on campus that they partner together with this international student. This is a huge way uh, for students to build relationships with other students. I remember uh, we had a young lady who did this, and uh, she was partnered up with another young lady. And, you know, just trying to reach out, have lunch with her, encourage her. She'd invite her to church, invite her to Bible study. Well, she began coming faithfully to all these things. We got her a, a New Testament in her native language. Uh, she was from Thailand, and so we got her a New Testament in her nat- native language of Thai. And uh, we watched her grow. I watched her ask questions. She was Buddhist. That was her background. That was uh, how she had grown up. Uh, but long story short, uh, after working with her and building relationships, she would accept Christ as her Savior. And we got to watch her grow. Why? Because of a student host. Because a student was willing to just sign up, willing to give of themselves and put their self out there uh, for this international student. And, you know, and, and there's very needs uh, that you can minister to because they're lonely. I mean, you think about international students coming from two, three, four, five thousand miles away. Uh, probably they don't come with their friend group or any family. And so they need friendship. You and I need friendship. And so this is a great way for the school to naturally put families together naturally put students together. Another way, number three, is helping with English. Now, I say that, and you may be thinking, well, I don't know I don't know how to teach English. Well, let me ask you this. Do you know how to speak English? Well, you say, yeah, but it, it's kind of broken, or it's Southern, or it's Northern, or it's whatever it is. Uh, helping with English is a very needed uh, tool that you can use. I'm gonna, let me talk to you a little bit about it. So a lot of the international students who come over, of course, have to pass certain tests as far as their proficiency in English. Many of them are able to do that, but they still need help uh, with the language. You know, they're listening to professors, their classwork, everything is in English. Some students, uh, as we've learned, have figured out a way to either work around that test or to get somebody else to take that test for them or however they do it because they really struggle with English. And so they need help greatly. And so a tremendous way to do that is offer an English class, maybe once a week, free of charge. You can advertise it just on a piece of paper. You can print up some cards. You can find a coffee shop. You can find a mutual area on campus. You can meet in the cafeteria, wherever. Uh, You can do this. If you're a registered group, you can uh, reserve a room. If you're not, just find a common area. You see, word will spread quickly. You say, well, how do I I begin? Uh, Well, you're just going to set a day and a time, Tuesday, 7 o'clock, Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Wednesdays, three o'clock, Thursdays, whatever the time is, usually evenings will work better because of school schedules. But you say, I'm not an English teacher. No problem. If you can speak English and you can teach somebody else how to speak English, you say, well, what textbook do I use? Use your Bible. That would be the best textbook I could even think of to teach someone 
how to speak English. Unless you are an English teacher and you want to use an English textbook, great. Supplement it with the Word of God. Why not help them to hide God's Word in their heart uh, while they're learning English? You see, I worked uh, with Hispanics for about eight years, uh, years ago in the building supply at a building supply company. And uh, there was some Hispanics there from Mexico that did not know how to speak English, very little English. And I knew how to speak English, but I knew how to speak very little Spanish. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. That's about all I could say. But I would teach him, them, English while they taught me Spanish. Now, I can speak Spanglish. Uh, I'm not uh, fully uh, proficient in Spanish, but I can speak enough to communicate. And I was able to speak, teach them enough English for them to be able to communicate. And so this is a great tool because there's a great need there. Uh, so someone could do this. And uh, we had one group that did this and they rolled. So they had the English class at six. They had their Bible study at seven or it was at seven and then eight. But what they did, they naturally rolled the English class right into their Bible study. So they would invite them to stay, invite the families uh, to do that. And uh, they would. And they uh, saw students saved. Uh, and so you have a lot of times you have the wife is here and the husband and kids or vice versa. The husband's here studying, has the wife and kids. So maybe the husband can speak English, but the wife struggles with it and she could use some great help. And so I believe helping with English is a tremendous way. And you say, well, how do I start? You just have to set a time. You just have to do it, print out some uh, some little papers. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant. You say, well, how do I find international students? Walk on campus. And so I just want you to know as you're trying to minister on a college campus, know the public universities as public property, that you can walk into the cafeteria, you can walk into the student center or the student union, you can eat lunch there, you can grab coffee, you can do whatever. Um, you may not have access to the dorms because you'll need a key card. You, you may not can access the recreation center because many times there's a key card just to keep from just the general public from coming in. But anywhere else you can go. And as you go, you will see international students. If your campus has international students at all, all you have to do is be on there from anywhere from 11 to 1 o'clock, and more than likely you're going to see some on the weekends because many times they don't go home like uh, maybe a vast majority of the rest of the student population does. So helping with English is a great way to do it. Number four, host a dinner. You see, your church or even your campus ministry can host a dinner for international students, and this is a great way to for students to interact with American students and experience our culture. Uh, you could host a dinner. You could do it once a semester, once a month, once a year, whatever the case may be. So you want to host a dinner. You could just do American food. Uh, you can do idioms. You can do cultural stuff to teach them. You should also do a devotion uh, to share God's word. Um, how would you do, how would you do this? Well, your church could do it. You could do it on your church property. You your campus ministry. You could already you could do it on the school property. But as you look at the campus, one, you have this international education office that may be a resource that you could reach out to. Many times there is an international like office in the student union or student center that kind of is an umbrella, if you will, for all the international organizations or international students. You could reach out to them and just let them know you want to do something for them. You want to give, not receive. You don't want anything in return. So many times as we minister, we get this backwards. Uh, we want to be able to use your facilities or your benefits school so that I can grow my church. Now, I understand we're all about growing the church and we're all about uh, doing things in order to minister, but we have to be careful. We always have to look through the eyes the other way. What can we give back to the campus? What can we give back to the student community? Because as we do that, we're more received than if they look at us as takers. 
If we're just there to take, 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 take students, bring them off campus, take them to our church, build our church, they're going to be a little more resistant to giving us open doors and opportunities. But if you go there with just the mindset of you want to serve, you want to serve the international students, you want to serve the international community. Why? Because you know they're far away from home. You know that they just need encouragement and you want to be that source of encouragement. If they need rides, you want to provide that. You just want to help them to, you know, just learn a little bit about American culture, have a good night, have a a good time to be able to hang out and fellowship together. And so reach out to the umbrella office. If you go online, you'll see student organizations. Many times there are student organizations that are specific to different either geographical regions, different cultures, different uh, nationalities, nation groups or whatever. You'll see the, uh, the Mexican organization. You'll see the Asian student organization. You'll see the Muslim student organization. You may see the uh, Honduras one. You'll see, you'll see whatever your school has. And as you see those, you'll see, you typically see a contact of a student president or a faculty advisor. Just reach out to them, phone call, email, whatever the case may be. Reach out and uh, let them know what you're wanting to do and uh, just see what the Lord would do with that uh, and uh, host that dinner. Number five is holidays. And uh, you and I, as Americans, typically get to enjoy Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Easter. And as you go on campus, the campuses are desolate. It's almost eerie. It's almost scary when you walk on campus during Thanksgiving break or Christmas break. While everybody's away at home, enjoying family, enjoying a break from school, but many times there is a large group of international students who cannot do that. They don't have the finances to fly home. They don't have the maybe the time. So they're, they are there on this desolate, quiet campus while the holidays are going on. So maybe as you have hosted the dinner, or maybe as you have are a host family, whatever the case is, or maybe you're a campus ministry and uh, you're reaching out to some of the student organizations, or you've just met some international students because you've gone there and walked across campus and begin uh, engaging them in conversation. But invite them to your house for Thanksgiving. You're going to do Thanksgiving anyway, so why not have uh, some people over? You're going to do Christmas. Maybe invite them over to your Christmas celebrations, or even if it's not your big thing, but just have them over to Maybe a Christmas party or just a Christmas celebration you have personally with your family that you can include them in. New Year's celebration, Easter. You say, why? Because they're all alone. And they would love to experience the American Thanksgiving, the American Christmas. And what no greater time than to use the holiday as given to be a witness for Christ, to be a witness to why we celebrate Christmas, what Christmas is all about, why we celebrate Thanksgiving from a Christian perspective, and and what that means, and why we're so big on giving thanks. And use that as a witness. Use Easter as a witness. Uh, So uh, do your typical tradition, include them in it. Uh, You don't have to necessarily do something different. This is a great opportunity for you to love on students, to build relationships, and naturally share your faith as it is related to the holidays. So I encourage you to do that. Then lastly, number six would be to provide a separate Bible study for international students. Uh, Two things. One, some international students are believers, and they need to be connected to a ministry in a church. And so you can have, we've had international students come in and be a part of our Bible study. We've had ministries where they do a separate Bible study just for international students. I think you can go both ways. If you have a large population of international students, there may be a great need to bring them together uh, because they're in the same kind of situation. They're, they're like-minded, and, and to bring them all together could be a great benefit. And to provide a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night Bible study uh, for them, you could kick off a Bible study in a common area. You could you know, take your English that class that you have 
started and is working well and roll that into a Bible study or morph that in as the class maybe you finishing up and you want to morph it into a Bible study and start another uh, English class for the next semester. Whatever, the ideas are really unlimited. I just want to give you some ways because uh, for me, the international students on the college campus is that capstone opportunity. Yes, I want to minister to the American students because, I, I mean, they're hometown boys and girls, and I want to. I really do. That's where my heart's at. But then knowing what God has given, you know, you like the brownie, right? You like ice cream, but there's nothing better than the hot brownie with ice cream on top. And that's what this is. It is the great opportunity that God is giving the church to reach the mission field. Imagine, you don't even have to travel You don't have to raise money. You don't have to go on deputation. You don't have to learn another language. God has brought the mission field here to you. Right from the comforts of your home, you and I have the opportunity. The shame is that we would stand before Jesus Christ on Judgment Day and say, sorry, I was too busy. Sorry, I didn't want to do that. And God said, look, the Great Commission says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And I brought every creature to your doorstep. And I say that as a challenge even for myself to be mindful of the international students that are on my campus, to be mindful to look for them. And so you say, well, maybe we'll pray about a host family. We'll pray about doing an English class. Uh, not sure about the dinner, not sure about this. Let me just encourage you with one last thing. Do this. Obviously, obviously if you're listening to me on this episode, you have some desire to reach the students on your campus. So just go to your campus once a week, once every other week, three times a week, whatever it is, go and eat lunch, go and walk around the campus and look at the students. And as you see, whether it's American, you want to talk to them, but as we're talking specific this episode, find international students and just walk up to them. They won't be afraid. Don't worry. And do this. Hey, are you a student here? Yes. Where are you from? What year are you in school? What are you studying? How is school going? You can ask those questions to any college student and the ice is broken. You've got conversation for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. But go up to the international students, find them, go up to them, talk to them, engage them in conversation, begin to try to build relationships. My eye affected my heart as you talk to them and you hear about them and you hear about their struggles and you hear about where they're coming from and you hear about the, the religions that many of them are deceived with. It should burden your heart to want to do something. And then maybe you can take one of these ideas or maybe you come up with your own idea and you can share that idea with us that it worked and we can share that with the other groups. But uh, the international students are on the campus. They're walking there right now. Every year, the international student population has hit record highs except for one year, and that was because of COVID. So let's seize the opportunity that God has brought to us. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.